Hi, my name's Alistair Caithness, and you're listening to Boom, It's on the Blockchain, where we discuss the energy industry, blockchain, cryptocurrency, tokenization, and anything else that's relevant to talk about in today's changing world. Enjoy. So welcome back to Boom, It's on the Blockchain. appreciate it's been a while since our last podcast, but today we've got our our new uh, co-presenter going forward, uh, Keith A. Shepperson, a.k.a. The Shep. And today we're going to speak about Wyoming. So uh, introduce yourself, Shep. Uh, Yes, my name is uh, Keith Shepperson, and I live in uh, Wyoming. They consider this the High Plains Desert, and it is the crypto capital, basically, with cryptocurrency. Perfect, then, Shep. So, so let's go a bit of background, how Shep started to come on to the podcast, etc. So we made this announcement this week uh, that we've acquired a surface lease in Wyoming, and the landowner of the, the lease is Shep. So we're going to be working with Shep uh, as our first renewable energy project, but Shep's going to be uh, joining the company and going forward and helping us. So so give us a bit of background from the uh, the land and how you've got it and the sort of family history, Shep, because I know everyone's going to be interested. Well, we uh, homesteaded the land uh, around the 1880s, 1890s, and it has remained in my family ever since, since my grandfather uh, got it by United States land grant, and we have held on to it ever since. Okay, perfect then, Shep. So, so, so your, your family's originally from Scotland, like myself, though, Shep, so give a bit of background on that, because I, I love this story. Uh, My third generation uh, great-grandfather came over from uh, Scotland back in the late 1700s. They ended up over in uh, the old Charleston Territory over in Virginia. And uh, my third generation great-grandfather was married to a a full-blood Scotchman lady. And then my great-great-grandfather, likewise, um, when they... uh, moved over to uh, Missouri, which was Atchison County, Tarkio area. Phelps in those days, uh, he married uh, Marianne Webster, which was, she was also Scottish. Yeah, and, I, I know an Alistair Webster golf professional back in Scotland, and Jim Webster, believe it or not, was my, he was, he taught me how to play golf back in Edsley, he's passed away, and him and my grandfather, they used to go snaring rabbits together back in round about probably the 1920s. So there you go, Jim Webster and Jim Caithness used to go snaring rabbits back in the day there, Shep. So, you know, it seems like our history is all, you know, interwined, eh? A little bit there, yes. And that's where the famous Webster Dictionary came from, was Marianne Webster. Marianne Webster, that's amazing, though, Shep. So it's like, so let's talk about Wyoming, and let's talk about... First of all, like, you know, it's a crypto state. So, you know, for people out there, they don't actually realize that, you know, Wyoming, essentially you can buy anything in Wyoming with Bitcoin. You know, what's the rules on this? And tell us a little bit more about what's happening in the the state right now, Shep. With the new introduction of the Kraken Bank, uh, the cryptocurrency financial digital bank that they have out of Cheyenne, Wyoming, 
Not only can a person uh, purchase a, a car, liquidity in a car, they can buy a house or just about anything that you can purchase with cash as far as that goes nowadays. Yeah, so so that in itself is as amazing as it, it because people think it's like it's coming in, but really it's already coming in Wyoming. It's just like the rest of the world is just has to catch up with Wyoming, you know. So it just it just goes to show you what's actually happening, and then you know it's it's just everything that's changing. So what I, I the way I look at it is is a change of the guard shape, you know. We're moving into this new digital world. Digital currency is going to be part of it. Tokenization is going to be part of it. You know, it's just what we are doing is energy tokenization. But really, you know, everything in Wyoming's moved to cryptocurrency. Exactly. And then when you have a, a coin such as, a, you know, Zion, Zion Energy token that's backed by energy, whether it be uh, natural gas, coal, power, or so forth, then you've actually got liquidity and uh, something backing the coin as whereas Bitcoin doesn't really have any circumference of any kind of a valid asset backing. It's, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah I, I would say that, you know, that, that's a good way to look at it because it's like, I think because Bitcoin's first to market and it's brought in the technology, you know, Bitcoin's going to be here forever. But I think the, the other coins that are coming out that essentially what they're trying to do is copy the Bitcoin model. You know, Bitcoin's now its own commodity. You know, there's only so many Bitcoins. Therefore, as more people want to acquire them, the price goes up. I think what's interesting in what we're doing in terms of energy tokenization is the fact that, as you say, we've got a coin, a token that's backed by energy interest. So, you know, our recent acquisition in Texas, where we acquired interest into 42 producing assets. So these are like nodding donkeys and pump jacks to people out there. They're mature ones that have been going up and down for essentially 20 odd years. And what Zion Coins acquired is a fractional interest into each of these projects. So, you know, we've got an operator who's accepted Zion coin for a fractional interest in this project. And as they go up and down, you know, we'll get um, essentially monthly distribution checks for an investment in Zion coin itself. And, and really what it is, is a tokenized energy fund. I think in going forward, what we're starting to do is, is this ability to create tokens on behalf of other operators out there. So what we're doing is if you've got your own energy project or you've got your, uh, your, your own operator there and you're thinking about this technology, we've developed a platform where we can actually make a token for you. And then what Zion will own is we'll own a fractional interest of every single project on behalf of all these operators as a sort of we'll help build the token for you and do all the legal requirements and get it so it's got liquidity. And then we'll take a fractional interest of each project as they come on the platform and we create the tokenization. So really, Zion coins slightly different or Zion energy token will be slightly different from everything out there because, you know, we are taking interest in all these projects as we actually develop it. And that in itself is sort of a key aspect in the development of the, the platform, the project and what we're doing. But, you know, coming back to your land itself then, Shep, you know, just to give people an insight to the, the acreage that we've got is, you know, we first started speaking about this is over two years, Shep and I have known each other. 
is uh, you talked about it uh, being a key area with like aviation fuel and it's got a lot of mineral rights on the land itself. So can you give a bit of background on that ship? Uh, yes, it's right on the edge of the major play in the Salt Creek, which is part of the Powder River Basin. Um, basically, the past wells have showed the consistency of no sulfur content whatsoever in the hydrocarbons that have been pumped out of the ground in the past. So it, it has definitely been graded uh, by the Wyoming Oil and Gas Commission as basically high-grade aviation oil. Yeah. And then for people who don't know what high-grade aviation will obviously name aviation will help them understand it, but this is also used for aviation. That is correct, yes. And it is basically on a different uh, price margin than your run-of-the-mill uh, Brent crude or your uh, Texas crude oil. Yeah, and then I think for a lot of people, if you think of the big operators out of Wyoming, it was really uh, BP, British Petroleum, who did a lot in there. Did, can you give us a quick history of what BP have been doing in Wyoming when they first came in, Shit? Well, British Petroleum started out um, with J.D. Rockefeller purchasing the land when he built the first Standard Oil in 1901 here. And then shortly after, I think it was 1913, they um, Amico bought in. They called it the Standard Amico Refinery. And then up about uh, mid-20s, mid-30s, British America came in. And then they, uh, you know, basically uh, merged with uh, Standard Oil as well. And then fast forward to the mid-40s, mid-50s, and then British Petroleum took over Amico as an asset of an acquisition. And they um, operated the Standard Oil, Amico, British Petroleum refinery up till 1991 until they shut it down. Right. Which the history. The history of the Salt Creek oil field, there is still billions of barrels of oil in place. And as people may know, it is also home to the U.S. Uh, Petroleum Naval Reserve, which is, uh, you know, noted under uh, President Warren G. Harding in the history of him, the Teapot Dome scandal. You, you know your Wyoming history, don't you, Shep? Uh, lived here for a very long time. Long time. Me and Sheb are just about the same age as everybody. There's like there were 367 days between us, isn't it, Sheb? We've worked this out, so it's um, you know that is 100 accurate. <laughs> yeah, we're we're on the blockchain. We'll hash that on the blockchain just so everyone else gets to know out there, so Sheb. But then you know, so we're thinking back to like the project that we were working with Sheb. So obviously, it's got a lot of oil in the land. It's got the aviation fuel. There's the opportunity for us to drill there. It's very close to refineries and pipelines there as well. But then what we were interested in, and then obviously with the, the new Biden administration coming in, is the development into wind energy. And then the, what's interesting so much about the lease itself is it's actually very close to, I think, five wind farms, Shep, is it? That is correct, yes. There is several uh, wind farms already uh in Wyoming and up in operation. And also with the merger, I can't remember whether it was uh, Sun, they started the uh, solar farm down in uh, Sweetwater County, which is just right outside of uh, Rock Springs, which is 1,680 uh, surface acres. 
Yeah, so so we're not too far away from the, the infrastructures there, and then the, the, you know your land itself is just off the main freeway going up there or the main highway, isn't it? So it's like, so it's not like we're out in the middle of nowhere here, Shep. We're very close to the infrastructure. There's wind farms all around where we're looking to actually build this infrastructure itself, and actually the location when they're looking to grow there as well. It, you know, you couldn't have picked a better location itself, Shep. Could you not? That is accurate. Yeah, yeah. So, and then for the people out there, the thing. So, how is how are we developing this? So, we've made an acquisition with Shep to 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 acquire the lease as a surface lease and renewable energy uh, project. And then what we'll do is, you know, the next stage is we're going to get the sort of environmental data analysis of the land itself. So we'll be going out to a number of uh, renewable energy operators to look at the land for them to understand, to come back with a sort of feasibility uh, study of what's in place. And then really when people start to think of what we're doing at that point is what we want to do is we essentially want to create it so the, the land the, so the land itself ends up becoming its own essentially wind token and then we own a piece of the wind token through this and then obviously there's the production of the renewable energies the land ownership will get his share of doing that but really what we're wanting to do is to create a vehicle so we create retail investment for people to invest directly into renewable energy because what Shep and I are working on here is, well, right now, you know, you can invest in oil production. Yes, it's very niche, it's expensive to get into, but this is really out there. If people want to invest in oil project, you have $50,000, you might get one, 2% of a project. And as it produces oil, then you get quarterly distributions based on the oil price and, you know, how much they've sold and whether it's a working interest and overriding royalty depends on, whether you get paid at the top or whether you get paid at the profits. But really in renewable energy for people out there, there is no retail investment. So right now, there's no way for the man in the street to actually own a percentage of a wind farm or a solar farm. That's a basically impossible. But what we're doing through tokenization and what we're working with Shep and then Shep's gonna come in and work with us going forward in other projects is we want to essentially create this new vehicle that allows the funding of renewable energy. Now, if this works, what will happen is the yes, that whoever comes in will be the operator for it. We'll speak to a number of players once the feasibility study is done. They'll still operate, there'll still be a cost. But what we want is a certain percentage of this new wind token that's set up on Shep's land that's going to have retail investment. And that means a guy out there who'll be able to take his $1,000. And the thing about what we're doing is democratizing ownership. So for $1,000, you'll end up to be able to buy into a wind farm or a solar farm. And as it produces electricity every quarter for essentially the next 35 years, you could potentially be getting distributions based on the electricity. So what you're doing is you're investing in an asset, a renewable energy asset. And this renewable energy asset gives you quarterly distributions back. And if this goes through and the whole thing comes operational, I actually believe that what we're working on right now will speed up the transition in energy because really what it is, is we are creating a financial vehicle and a new structure vehicle to allow people to fast track the transition into renewable energy. And that's what is so exciting of what we're doing right now. 
and it, in itself, it's just like, it's amazing to think that this is what we've started the path on. And Shep and I have been speaking about this for two years and pulling it all together. And now we're actually taking the first stages of doing this. And for people out there, you know, we're going to share the journey as we go along. As we bring on people into this, the podcast will start to discuss different aspects of it. You know, if you've got anything you want Shep and I to talk about, then drop us a message. But, you know, we're going to hone in our weekly podcast to be really focused about energy tokenization. We'll talk about the market spaces. We'll talk about transition and energy. And we'll really start to discuss what we're doing in terms of this uh, energy tokens platform and how the people out there will be able to invest in renewable energy. With the renewable energy, the source, I understand people can invest in Tesla, but you're investing in a company and a product. But to invest in the renewable energy source, retail investment, where right now it's just governments, huge corporations, or pension funds that are acquiring this, essentially what we are doing right now with SHEP up in Wyoming. And if this works, I think the whole of Wyoming would go like this, SHEP. What do you think? Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree because tokenization of the energy sector is one of the most paramount intrinsic things there is because we all consume power, um, not only to cook with, but, uh, you know, to light our house and heat our houses with, you know, power is a very value, valuable asset in the energy sector. I mean, with the new technology of the new electric cars and everything and the new hybridized lithium batteries now, it, uh, it just makes sense, you know, with the clean renewable energy to clean up the environment of being able to, uh, you know, have liquidity backing uh, a wind token asset such as a wind token yeah absolutely fantastic shit well i think that's a good first one to kick it off there you know and then me and shep we'll, we'll try and get guests on the show we'll talk about things like this but you know we'll we're going to look to like be cranking out a few of these shows so uh welcome on board to boomers on the bond and um, boomers on the blockchain podcast shit and uh, it's been great to have you on the show you too. Thank you very much. Thanks then, Shep. We'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to Alistair Caithness and the Shep on Boom It's on the Blockchain. Thanks very much for your time and have a nice day.